Hello everyone, this is Hailstorm, and today I'll be reading a tale written by Hans Hugerin, which is featured in Europe and Diaspora magazine, Volume 3. For all those interested, Europe and Diaspora is a recently published magazine focused on the European ethnic folk faith. The magazine features gorgeous art, short stories, poetry, folk tales, recipes, and much more. You can find and purchase copies of the magazine on the White People's Press. With that said, the title of today's story is The Seven Goats. Mother Goat lived together with her seven goats. One day she had to go out for the better part of the day. The small goats had mixed feelings about her departure. Some were exultant to be left alone in the house. Others got scared, and a few were pretty neutral about it. Mother Goat took her leave nothing the less, regardless of the reactions, for she did not have much of a choice. The seven goats all immediately went out to do what they wanted, as she had taken her bag, donned her cap, and set off. Number one went to sit in front of the large standing clock, waiting there for Mother Goat to be back. Number two and three went to their bed to jump upon. Number four went to do the dishes. Number five took a nap on the couch. Number six went to the roof. Number seven went to the cellar to sip from Mother Goat's brandy and eat cookies by himself. Mother Goat was on her way, taking a route through the forest, and there she met the big bad wolf. He approached her and asked, Hey, taking a stroll by yourself, are you? Mother Goat knew the wolf. That is my business, she snapped. The wolf raised his paws, looking nonchalantly. Just making conversation, Mother Goat. If you're in a hurry, do not let me stop you. Mother Goat urged herself onwards, making sure to keep her eyes on him until she was out of sight. The wolf ran his tongue over his sharp teeth and wondered. If she is here, that means her seven goats are by themselves. And so number six, swinging his legs over the edge of the roof, saw the wolf come at him from the distance. It was a wise or fortunate thing that he decided to sit there, and now he jumped down, the wolf being miles off yet. The hair on the back of his neck stood upright, closing the door behind him as he shouted at the others, Beware! Beware! The wolf is coming! The response was all manners of confused. Number one looked over his shoulder with a panic and decided to hide inside the clock. Number two and three had too much fun on the bed. Instead of doing anything useful, they hid underneath it. Number four came out of the kitchen complaining, But I have work to do. I have no time for that wolf. Number five was still asleep. Number six barred the door. Number seven had drank and eaten so much that his belly had become so big that he could not move anymore. The wolf could hear the shouting from the house. He was alarmed when he could see the front door being slammed shut. All the goats, aware of the wolf, shuddered. Oh, sweet dears, won't you open up, the wolf said, knowing he couldn't get in without help from the inside. You're all so pretty and tender. Won't you invite me for a cup of tea? I'm just a poor old wolf. Some of the goats heard the sweet call of the wolf and were moved. 
Others were too scared. Only number six truly knew what the wolf was trying to do. No chance, wolf. I know you're using sweet words to lie your way into the house and eat us all. Go away. The wolf couldn't get in and his slyness showed on his face. But I need to go home soon and don't know what time it is. I'm so lonely and I know there's a bed to play on inside. I've nothing to do. I could help you with your work. I'm so tired. I know there's a couch there to sleep on. I'm so thirsty and hungry. More of the seven goats were moved by the pleas of the wolf, especially when the plea involved their favorite activities. Number six knew the wolf understood he wasn't to convince him. The wolf hadn't even tried. Ha ha, foolish wolf, that will not work on us. But unfortunately, numbers two, three, and four came forth. We do not mind if he wants to play with us, numbers two and three said. I could use a hand with work. Number four demanded. Number six couldn't believe it. He's lying, you fools. Outside, he could hear the wolf laugh. Do not listen to number six. He does not want to share that is all. This angered two, three, and four. They grabbed number six and began to pull. Get away from that door. Let the poor wolf in. Off you go, number six. I need someone to help me scrub out a pan. Number six wrestled with his three friends. No, he'll get in and eat all of us. But they would not listen. And out of all possible moments to do so, number five decided to wake up in that moment. What is happening here? Why are all of you fighting while there is someone at the door? Then while rubbing his eyes out, number six still scuffling with the others, number five unlocked the door. No, don't do it, number six cried out. Number five's sleepy eyes suddenly opened as wide as they could when he saw the big bad wolf there grinning down. So nice of you to let me in. With his jaw opening up so wide, all the wolf had to do was lean forward to swallow number five whole. Numbers two, three, and four couldn't believe it. For a moment, they were frozen in fear. The wolf couldn't be more happy as he came forward. However, number six, brave as he can be, stepped forward to face the wolf. With a jump, he kicked the wolf right in the knee. The large animal howled in pain, which sent them all scurrying in every possible direction. The chase was on. Along the way, the big bad wolf found the others. Number one, he found in the clock. With a big gulp, he was eaten. Number two tripped, and she was also devoured. Number three and four were more difficult, though. Seeing his friend get eaten, number three turned around in anger to kick the wolf's other leg. However, it was a short scuffle at best, because the wolf had expected it after the first time. His big mouth surrounded number three, and he was eaten too. Number four ran into the kitchen, hurling pots and pans at the wolf. The wolf slipped on a bar as he tried to dodge a particularly threatening soup spoon, but it wasn't enough to stop him. Number four's legs were sticking out from between the wolf's lips and then vanished down into his belly, number four went.
Number six had run off, seeking his escape through the doorway. I need to warn Mother Goat, he said to himself during his sprint. The wolf stood in the now empty house. Number seven was particularly fat. The wolf had eaten him, but it was, but it was with quite a bit of effort. Certainly the wolf was fed now. It made him yawn widely. I suppose I should take a nap now. I can still find number six later. And with a tumble, the wolf fell on the couch, snoring and snoring some more. Number six was in luck as he saw Mother Goat come with her goods. Oh, horror, Mother Goat! The wolf has gotten into the house and eaten all the others. Mother Goat gasped and slapped her hands over her face. For a moment, she did not know what to do or say. Number six looked up at her. What do we do now? She thought for a moment. I know someone that may help. Not too far away lived the hunter. The hunter was minding his business until Mother Goat and Number Six arrived at, at an open grove. What is it you both want? The hunter grumbled. Mother Goat replied, Six of my goats have been eaten by the big bad wolf. Please, hunter, you are so strong and so cunning and so brave. Won't you come help save them? The hunter perked up. The big bad wolf, huh? Eaten six of your goats, huh? He grabbed one of his big hunting knives and a strong rope. Very well, let's go see. And as they came upon the house, the wolf was still snoring there, his big belly poking out. This is man's work, the hunter said happily. Number six, come with me. Mother goat stayed back and looked with worry as the two of them neared the wolf. Here, the hunter said as he handed number six his rope. Will that be strong enough? He is pretty big, number six remarked. The hunter smiled. It is not just any rope. If you know how to knot with it, then it becomes magical. Number six made some knots as the hunter. First the wolf's paws on the right, then they slowly rolled him over and bound his paws on the left. All tied up behind his back so he could not move. And finally his big mouth. Number six was confused. How are we going to get them out now? The hunter grinned, brandishing his knife and plunged it into the wolf's belly. The wolf woke up instantly and tried to howl in pain as the rope kept his mouth together. His eyes were ablaze with anger as he looked at number six, but more so did his eyes show fear when he saw the hunter. The hunter then reached inside the wolf's belly and began to pull the goats out. Number one came out shivering. Numbers two and three were holding one another. Number four was sobbing. Number five looked very upset. Number seven took everyone's combined effort to pull out together. They all ran for Mother Goat to hold her and she was relieved, but also very upset. I hope you all have learned a big lesson today. Number one nodded. Yes, I won't just sit around waiting for others to do something. Numbers two and three nodded. We won't just believe anyone because it feels right. Number four nodded. I will do the work when more important things are done first. Number five said, I will not act rashly and sleep when I am, when I am certain it is safe. 
Number six smiled. I will not trust the others to be smart just because I am, he laughed. Number seven nodded. I will not eat and drink when I am hungry and thirsty, not just because I like the taste of it. And with that, she held them all very close, their eyes shifting to the hunter and the wolf. Thank you, hunter, they said. What will happen to the big bad wolf now? Number six asked. The hunter glanced at the wolf for a while, then asked Mother Goat, Have you any needle and thread? Mother Goat came in the house and nodded. Mm-hmm, a moment, she dug into the bags. She had brought with her all manner of useful things in there and not, not in the least needle and thread. She handed, she handed it over to the hunter, whom took it and sat down. Apologies, big bad wolf. It may sting a little, but you are a tough one, I know. And with that, he slowly began to sew the wolf's stomach again. The seven goats and mother goat didn't quite understand. Why are you closing his stomach? He'll try to eat us or someone else again, number six wisely said. The hunter nodded. Yes, he will try his luck again. But there will always be a big bad wolf in the forest, and it won't matter how many we chase out. If we could get rid of this one, another one would take his place. I believe so long as we can handle this one's villainy, I don't mind him around, provided he keeps the other big bad wolves. We would never have any peace at all if we just had to have a new one to figure out every other day, and we can manage this fellow provided we use our heads and look after one another. With that, the hunter took the wolf on his shoulder to release him somewhere far away in the forest. As for the wolf, he learned that he would need to come up with some new tricks next time. After all, he was the big bad wolf, and that was never going to change.